Welcome to track number one of Warnings of Purpose. Alright, let's pray. Father, thank you for the blessing of your word today. In Jesus' name, Amen. You may be seated. It's good to see all of you. We thank God for an opportunity to be together. Amen. Our camp is entitled Warnings of Purpose. <laughs> Number one. God is serious about His purpose. Number one. Everything that has been made has its purpose. Proverbs 16 verse 4. The Lord, Proverbs 16 verse 4, says the Lord has made everything for its own purpose. Even the wicked for the day of evil. Amen. So everything has its purpose that God has made. Amen. Lay pastors have their purpose. Full-time pastors have their purpose. The church has its purpose. Pastors have their purpose. Evangelists have their purpose. Even the devil has a purpose for his existence in your life and in my life. Anytime God wants to test you, he allows the devil some small freedom. And then we suddenly see something else. So, the purpose of a thing is very, very, very important. Now, as soon as you change the purpose of something, you always have a whole lot of problems. So, at this camp, I'm trying to encourage us to keep on the road of the purpose for which God gave us what he gave us. Amen. Amen. Because if we go off that road, we are especially vulnerable to death in particular. When I say death, I mean literal death, dying physically. When you see when you go off the purpose of God, one of the things you are very, very, very exposed to is death. Because you are of no use. Literally. I know it may not be very fashionable to say such things, but I want to just stay with the word so that you can decipher for yourself whether it is true or not. Amen. So, the Bible says God has made everything for its own purpose. 
And when the purpose of the thing is not there, you, everything about you is not important anymore. Because you are not doing whatever you are supposed to be doing. For instance, I have worked with different people at different times. And um, depending on the person's work, I have to communicate with the person all the time. Now, if you are no longer doing that work, I don't have a reason to communicate with you every day. Do you understand? So, there are times that um, people have worked closely with me and then later on they complain that I'm no more communicating with them. And then what I explain is that at that time you are doing this work for whatever reason now you are not doing that work. I had told the people around me, you are not my girlfriend, you are not my boyfriend. The only reason I'm, work- I'm with you is because I'm working. That's why I am talking to you. That's why I'm with you. That's why I'm working. I don't have any other relationship with you. Do you understand? So, once the work thing is finished, I don't have anything much to do with you. I hope you understand what I'm trying to say. That's, that's why I'm with you. We are working. So, one day somebody came to my house. He came to stay there for a long time. And then he made a comment that he has seen something in the house. <laughs> and what he has seen in the house is that everybody in the house has a purpose. <laughs> Even the dog has a purpose and the cat has a purpose. He saw it. Because there is nobody in my house without a purpose. Everybody has a reason. For being there. When I brought cats to my house, it was for a purpose. They were brought there to catch mice and rats. That was the only reason why I brought them. And when my dog started to eat the cats, I started to protect them. The dogs ate every cat that came to my house. They chased them, catch them. So even at a point when the cat wanted to give birth, it would climb onto the roof and give birth on the roof because of the dogs. We protected them and protected But when the mice got finished in the house, I had no reason to protect the cat anymore. So when the last cat was eaten, since then I haven't got any, any cat again. Recently I was in my room and I heard a noise in the sea. And I realized that the rats have come back. So I re-decided, let me get myself another cat. And grow them up to chase the rats away. Do you understand? And it has a reason. And when the reason is not there, I don't even have the zeal to protect the cat. I mean, I tried, honestly. It's not that I, I just left it to to die. But it just, they just got extinct. And they were no more found in the house. And there wasn't much to get one to no, no, no. Because the need was not there. 
So what I'm trying to explain to us is that God is not a fool. God is not joking. God has something that he's doing. And everybody that he appoints and creates and brings around and raises up, it's not accidental. There is a reason. And so we need to know what is the reason why he in the first place made us and brought us around to do whatever we are doing. If Ida doesn't sing for me, I don't have any, any, any job with her. She doesn't do anything else for me. There's nothing that she does for me. She doesn't cook. Do you cook for me? She doesn't cook. She doesn't do anything for me. She doesn't advise me. She doesn't, I mean, do anything, computer work for me. There's nothing that she does. The only thing she does for me is to sing. If she doesn't do that thing, I, don't, I, would, I wouldn't even see her. I wouldn't even see her. It's not that I don't like her. I like her, but I'm working. I'm very busy. So if it wasn't the fact that she's doing what important work she's doing, I wouldn't see her. Well, you see, it sounds, maybe it sounds some way to you, but it's true. Because, you see, you can only have a certain number of friends. And if you can only talk to an X number of people in a time, in a go, in a second, in a moment. So you, you keep your relevance and your importance by keeping your purpose. When, you're, when, when, when you, when you, when you, when you don't stick with your real reason for being there, your relevance, your importance, your need, you being needed to be is punished. It's, it's, a, it's just a fact. Because if either stop singing now, so, so what is she doing around? What's she doing around? What's she doing around? Why, 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 why is she in my entourage? Why is she in my group? Why am I traveling with her? Why did I carry her here? There are a lot of people that are, that are not here. So I'm just trying to explain that everything the Bible says has been made for its purpose. The Lord has made everything for its own purpose. So if God made you to preach and you are not preaching, you should not be surprised if you are discarded or you are ignored. I hope you get what I'm trying to say. In the, in the eyes of God, not in my eyes. Amen. Amen. But I'm just using my own little world to illustrate what I'm talking about. Okay? Number two. God has a purpose and he has stretched out his hand to accomplish it. Amen. Amen. Isaiah fourteen twenty six. Isaiah fourteen twenty six and twenty seven, which is the scripture behind my T shirt. That this is the purpose that is purpose on the earth, and this is the hand that is stretched out. For the Lord of hosts has purpose. Who shall disannul it? And his hand is stretched out. And who shall turn it back? Amen. Amen. So God has decided to do certain things. Amen. And he has stretched out his hand 
to accomplish it. Amen. Amen. Are you listening to me? This is the purpose that is purpose. Now, one of the things that I, I realize is that when I am working with somebody, I realize sometimes that the person does not know what I'm trying to do. Do you see? So when you don't know what somebody is trying to do, you can even get in the way of what the person is doing. So it's very important to try to understand what God is trying to do. So when you understand his mind, then you flow with it. For instance, if God is not trying to keep somebody alive, and you are trying to keep the person alive, you are wasting your time. Amen. Are you there? So all of us need to understand more deeply, especially as pastors, and as lay pastors. Because even though you are a lay pastor, which means a volunteer pastor, which means a pastor who works for God at his own expense, which means a pastor who is not an employee of the ministry, which means a pastor who has not taken pastoral ministry to the highest level, but has taken it as a part-time vocation, as a volunteer service, as an honor that you are giving to the Lord. Even though you are a lay pastor, you are called pastor. And you are recognized as pastor. We do not differentiate between lay pastors and full-time pastors to the congregation. We just say pastor. We say reverend. We say G.O. We don't say this is a vocational uh, lay pastor. It's the evening, Tuesday evening and Sunday afternoon pastor. Which is what a lay pastor is much of the time. So even though you are a lay person, you are called pastor or reverend. We don't differentiate. You are reverend and reverend. You are working in the bank and working in the church. They call you reverend, they call me reverend. It is an honor that we have extended. So in doing so, wait, in doing so, you must therefore decide to deeply understand what is happening in the church and what God is trying to do in the church. You can't just be casually informed. You can't just be casually associated and not really understand what is going on. That is why we have a shuffling conference and, and assess, and that is why we are even introducing a concept of superannuation. I am the one introducing it. Because a lay pastor, obviously there are times you may not be able to give all your time, etc., and so on. And we have thousands of, not thousands, plenty of evidence of that. It's just hypocrisy to reject the concept of superannuation. That's hypocrisy. Because you don't want to accept the reality. Because we have pastors are going in three ways. From a lay pastor when we are appointed there, some are retiring before even they have whatever. Some keep on the straight and narrow. They continue doing well as lay pastors. And some deviate into full-time ministry. These are the three ways that everybody is going. Some just... They just get tired. They don't come for shuffling. They don't come for home care. They don't come for anything. Don't do whatever we are expecting them to do. Others just continue doing well all the way to the end. And others go off into full time. They take it as full time. These are the three ways. So we are just officializing something that is already a part of us. It's happening. We can point 
Pastor, look at this one. When did your last time you ever saw him at homecoming or participating in anything in the church? Look at this guy. When was the last time you saw When did this person even darken the doorway of the church on a weekday service? This guy, when has he ever moved here and there? It's obvious. You are joking with reality when you don't want to accept these things. And what I am saying is that when we are dealing with lay pastors, we call you pastor so you cannot casually associate and not understand deeply the purpose of what we are trying to accomplish. When you don't, you come straight into conflict with those of us who are the top leadership of the church. God, you don't understand what we are, when we are When we are going this way, you see that you are going another way. Because you are called pastor and the people listen to you because you are called pastor. But you don't understand what we are doing. And you are doing something else from what we are doing. Somebody said my face looks serious. Let me tell you, there are very few times that you hear me cracking a joke. I don't even crack jokes. People laugh when I preach. I always inform them, I haven't cracked a joke. You are the one who is laughing. But I'm a serious person. That's how I am. One day I went to visit my father-in-law. But at that time he was not my father-in-law. In London. In his house. And... He wanted to move a wardrobe which was as big as three. This door is one, two, three. So one, two, three. That was the size of the wardrobe. This door, another door, and then a third one. And then it was high like this. And fat. He wanted to move it from upstairs to underground. It was, it was during that operation that I understood the meaning of purpose. When we all hold it, this one will pull, this one will push it. This one will go down, this one will go up, this one will lift, this one will move. Even if it couldn't move. So I said, stop. Our first aim, our first vision is to move it this way. After that, when we move it, second, we are all going to lift it up. Ready, steady, go up. When it is lifted up, Everybody go what? Backward. Two steps. Then, now, put it down. Everybody, this is what we are doing next. Down the step. Tilt it like this. Move. Right? Because initially, when I put then this one pushes. We were pulling each other. That is when I saw that. Look, when people don't really understand what is going on, before you realize this one is pulling... We are pulling it from Africa and you are pushing it away from America. Because you don't understand what we are doing. We are pushing it from one angle and you are pushing it another way. From another angle. Yeah. And that is why it is important for you to understand deeply what God is doing, what He has intended, what He is trying to do and what He is doing. And there is no way you can say that somebody understands what we are doing, for instance, if you don't come to shuffling conference. That is why, on the basis of that, we are introducing an honorable thing called supernatural. And those of you who joke with that word supernatural, you are joking with the wrong because you don't understand. You are making fun of something very important. Do you want me 
going to mention the pastors who are tired and who don't come around? Who said they represent us? That is why when they orangulize and they leave, people leave us. Recently, we had a pastor who left the church and he went, he started a, a church in Accra. You, I don't remember the last time I saw him ducking the doorway of the Kodesh. Obviously, see, that's how they are. They don't come, they don't participate. When you say shuffling, they, they have a problem with all those things. He left the church. He went, he started a church. When they closed the service last Sunday or the Sunday before, they say, shall we share the grace? We're going, the grace of our Lord Jesus, with all the people that he's taking, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, the communion, fellowship, contribution, participation. All the people in the church, everybody said communion, participation, whatever. So when he had it, he said, ah, okay. Okay, we can say it like that now. We'll change it with time. You see now? Because he has taken away our members. You understand? And the members only know how to share the grace in, the, our, in our way. You get it? And so as they are sharing the grace, the grace they are sharing is our grace that is because they are our people. And you ask yourself, why did the people follow this guy? Because we call him pastor. Because we lay hands on him and we call him reverend. We put a collar on him, even though he's a contractor or he's not even, it's a, it's a part-time vocation. We're giving you that honor. That's why we say that now we are taking back that honor. And the slightest whatever, bring our thing. You retire, we'll take you off the official register of people that are, not that official, you still be called pastor, you see, but it's like you are on, on the side. Yeah. And, and, it, and, and it, is, it is a natural thing that is happening because as we are appointed thousands of pastors, we obviously have, it's a, it's a, it's a seed, we are not God. Yeah. There are some pastors when I appointed them, I, I knew I have made a mistake. Even up to now, I can mention one, two, three, I think I have made a mistake appointing this person, this guy made a mistake, this guy made a I can point so many people. Because I'm a human being. I'm not God. Are you God? No. I'm also not God. So I don't know who is, who, 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 I just have faith. I said, oh, this guy. And some of the most unlikely people are upon us. But that turned out very well. So I, I, can't, I, can't, I, can't, I can't hold back from appointing. But some people are not ready to do the work. Are you there? Yeah. So I'm saying that you need to understand the purpose of what God is doing. A lighthouse. If you, are, but if you can't come for the things, the minimum requirement of starting from this year, starting from this year, homecoming, Go, you go out this homecoming to Panway with honor, publicly. We reward you and we'll always call you pastor, reverend, whatever you are. You are always there. But when we are having meetings, we are not even expect you. Unless you say you can come. And what other honor can be done for, for you? You don't come for anything. You can't. Not that even sometimes, not that you don't come. You can't. You can't. You can't. And what I guess do you want? You don't always want us to always be hide our head in the ground and say it is not there when it is there. An example of one pastor we had in Zurich, who he never came to uh, he never came to Ghana for homecoming, but every year he goes to champion of gatherings. Yeah, champions of gatherings. He goes to gather over there. Every year. He is able to go. 
But he's never able to come to his homecoming that belongs to such a person. We should have superannuated him a long time ago. We should have superannuated him a long time ago. Tell brother, retire to the side. You can't be an active pastor of one of our churches. And you, you are not working with our purpose. You are actually fighting us. So I am explaining. That is why the website is there. You need to know what we are trying to accomplish. What the, the leader and the founder of the church is trying to do. We are trying to build churches and live church. We know we will die. We are sure we will die. We are convinced about our future being death. And so we are trying to leave something behind that will be here when we are all gone. Whenever it is that we go. That's our aim. That is how come I can step out of the Kodesh when I finish building it. And I, I'm there. When we have even Galatians 6, 6, there's nobody in the Kodesh who gives me that, oh, pastor. Well, I'm not their pastor. They know I'm not recognized as I have also equally left the Kodesh. When I hear that word at my church, which of the church is for you? You know, it's just an introduction, but I'm going to come to the purpose of other things. <laughs> Which of the churches is for you? Which of the churches is for you? them that the pastor who has been teaching every Sunday is Bishop uh, I said uh, E-E-A-T Saki. It's true. I said to them, don't write my name on the envelope. I don't teach you every I'm not here even. And the other one is you are my friend. So it's not a problem. If your friend has food and you ask for some, I don't think you have. You shouldn't even say it in public. Okay? So I said it clearly. I said, don't give it to me. Don't, and, and they obeyed me. So, yes. I didn't mention your name. <laughs> but <laughs> I, 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 we, I said, we should, we should pray for our father. Yeah. So what I'm explaining is that why do you think I will walk out of that glorified temple? Why do you think so? There's a reason. And if you don't understand it, then you don't understand what we are trying to do. We are not trying to make something because we, we know. We, we, you can see around. You can see death is everywhere. Nobody knows. Tomorrow, you are gone. That's not your you will think you will be here by December before you see that. You have even, people have even forgotten about you by December of this year. I'm telling you. And they will say in December that, ah, this person also died this year. So, when you don't understand how we are trying to work things out for eternity, and you are trying to work things out for here, then you see that when I push the wardrobe, you, you pull it. 
And when I push, you also push from your end. Before I realize, you are falling down, the wardrobe is on top of you. And the things in the wardrobe are spoiled. So, I'm just explaining that God has a purpose and his hand is like this. Stretch out. He's going to do it. Now, the third point is who can frustrate or destroy the purpose of God? Am I the only one who is feeling hot? What are we going to do about the heat? What are we going to do about the heat? It's getting hotter. Who can? Now this is a good question. Who can spoil the purposes of God? Nobody can. Even I cannot. There is nobody. There is no reverend. There is no pastor. There is no bishop. There is no orangu who can destroy what God is doing. So everybody should remember that and fear God. But you cannot destroy what God is doing. You cannot destroy a man of God. You cannot destroy a pastor. You cannot destroy somebody who is working for the Lord. That's, that's, that's the reality. You know, there are people who constantly go on my website to see what I'm doing. People who have expected my downfall for years. They have been checking out, checking out, check. Recently, I, I was speaking to one Orangu, and he said to me, But you have 1,200 churches. Then I was listening to him, and I said, it's, a, it's, a, it's on your website. I said, you've been checking my website. I thought you didn't want to have anything to do with us. But you are checking. Another time, a, a guy, somebody who left us years ago, he went onto the website and he said that we have written something on the website that was wrong. Do you see? And I was wondering, that, ah, how do you know all this? You see, they check it. They check it. And people have, have been waiting and hoping so that they can also say, ah, you see this guy? Huh. I knew. But the Lord shall smite them on the cheek and shatter their teeth and bury them in their own pit which they have dead. Amen. So I just want you to know whoever you are. If you are here and you are planning to be an Orangu among a certain list and I'm, I'm going to teach you one of my chapters is what response to expect from me and from us to you being disloyal or being something? I want to, I'm going to show you in detail. Expect this. About seven of them. Yeah. From us. Are you there? I'm just explaining 
There is nobody who can destroy the people. Because the Bible says, God has purpose. Who shall disannul it? Who will spoil it? Which of us? There's nobody. One day a certain lady, she was the wife of a great man of God. You know, because of my privilege to sometimes have fellowship with some great people, she, she was leaving the ministry. And this man was so prominent. She was divorcing him. Her children begged her. Her husband begged her. Not that they say. The husband said to me, I begged her. My child begged. We begged. And he said, my, my child quoted a scripture. And said, Mommy, you have all these years given us these scriptures. That we should do this according to your word. She said no. So, when she was leaving, she thought that when, when it is announced that she is leaving, and she has left, and she has divorced, the man's ministry would just come down like that. So, she took her lawyers and sat down with her lawyers and said that they should pay her this and this amount to settle her. As, uh, you know, when you divorce, you have to settle your spouse. So, they should pay because they should pay her before the announcement is made. Because as soon as the announcement is made, the church will, will get finished and they, they will not be able to pay because it was a lot of money. So, the man agreed because this was the condition. I must be paid before it is announced and it comes into the news. So they paid her huge knowing that as soon as the thing is over, the church money will get finished. So they made it public. And as the years went by, the ministry rather was growing to the amazement of the people who think that Whatever the purpose of God can be destroyed by a woman, a wife, a pastor, a friend, whoever. You cannot. You cannot, I'm telling you. That's why I said, who shall? God has stretched his hand like this. Are you the one going to move his hand? When you start pressing, you realize that it's the wrong hand you have been pressing. So I want to, I want to tell you that there is nobody... Who can destroy the purposes of God? Recently, I was talking to one man of God who is, has, has been, I don't know whether he had been expecting that the Archbishop Duncan Williams' church would not be uh, growing or would not have members because of the different crises and things that he So he attended a program there. And when he attended the program there and he came back, he said, Truly, this man is a man of God. Because the whole church, he said, I can't, he said, a person who has been through all these things, the church is full. Full, 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 full. Yeah. He was surprised. Yeah. You see, there are a lot of people who feel this would spoil it. 
This will destroy him. This will bring this down. This will do. If I don't give money, it will do this. this if I stop this, I will do. If I'm not more a partner, I will do this. If I do this, I'll watch it and see. For years and years and years, we've been going without so many things. And that is why you must also realize that it is your privilege. It is your privilege that God should include you. It's not a privilege of the church to have you. It is you who has a privilege to be around. Not the church has a privilege to have you. You have a privilege to be around. Our church in Geneva is a classic example of a church that people have expected to close down years ago. It's the first branch of this lighthouse. We have one church, then we have two. The number two is Geneva. The second branch we ever started. It has experienced the most severe blows of people who expected as I walk out, the church is finished, I'm going, me! You, you going is ending a church. You going is ending a church. <laughs> this is the question that God is asking that when God has stretched out his hand, which person on earth is going to disannul what God is doing? Which of us? You think your exit. You see, that is, that, is, that is the pride and inflated ego of Satan. You think you are so important. I was speaking to one orangu, and as he was talking, I said, ah, we, we don't even talk about you. We don't even discover. He thinks we are only thinking about him. <laughs> Since you left yesterday, we don't even discuss you. We don't even discuss you. See, I don't, we don't even have, we don't, it's not that we don't have time, but like, like maybe we are so big that we don't have time. But it's truly not a, a discussion or something that we are talking about. It's like you went and you went. That's it. And you, you, it's past. You are, you are, you are past. So, so every day we are telling this guy, hey, this guy, of course, when the issue is hot, then we will deal with it and I will show you what to expect now. In stages. Are you listening? Yeah. But I want, you to, I want you to know that nobody can frustrate the purpose of it. Even Judas. You'd have thought that Judas Iscariot is finishing off Jesus. I'm finishing him off. Let, let me tell you something. You see, there are certain evil things that are determined. They have to happen. You know, since you came into this world, if you are a woman, one day you will start bleeding. And one day you will stop bleeding. You don't control it, it will happen. It's determined. <laughs> one day you will go to the toilet and you will come out of the toilet. It's determined. You will be urinating with wee-wee, urine, all the time. Can you change it? No. Is it a nice thing? A nice person like you, you are like a jellyfish producing water, smelling water. Every day you produce smelling water. It's something that you came into the world, it is not your doing. And it's out of your control to change it. There are things spiritually that are evil. They are determined and they must happen, like orangus. 
Bible says when Judas was said, as it was determined, even when you are fulfilling a negative and an evil law and prediction, it's something that is determined, it's needed for you to come, for somebody to also experience, so that you are not greater than your father. But it's not going to destroy the purpose of God. If anything, it will fulfill the purpose of God. That is why I would also experience it because I have to experience having Judas, having this, having all that. Why? Because it fulfills, it fulfills the purpose of God even for my life. But it does not change the overall purpose that God is accomplishing. Because if I'm not as, if I'm greater than Jesus, then my ministry is going to be different. But how can I be greater than Jesus? Are you there? So I want you to expect, amen, that you cannot, you will not, your presence, your absence. They disturb us, we may respond to it, but you will never be able to change what God has originally decided. He will do it anyway. Yeah. And I've learned to respect God for that. Especially sometimes the unbelievable, you think, when this happens, you are finished. But it's not so. Nothing is finished. You are finished. Not God. Amen. Number four. God's purpose will be established because He knows the beginning from the end. In Isaiah chapter 46, verse 10, the Bible says, declaring the end from the beginning and from ancient times, things which have not been done, saying, my purpose will be established and I will accomplish all my good pleasure. Declaring what? The end. When does he declare the end? From the beginning. He declares the end. When does he declare the end? It's like there's a match starting. At the beginning of the match, he tells you the end of the match. Yeah. He tells you the end at the beginning. Isaiah 46 verse 10. Declaring the end from the beginning. That's God. It's something that he knows already. And that is... That is the enjoyment of watching a match that has already been played. You know the end. At the very beginning, the first minute is, oh, it will be 2-1. Amen? Are you listening? Who would have predicted that Ghana Black Stars would have gone to finals in, um, in, uh, in the Africa Cup? Because as soon as we started playing, we were humiliated by Ivory Coast. They beat us and we started to criticize ourselves. When you listen to the radio in Ghana, you would have heard out they were not knowing that we were going to be just about to win five, five minutes to time. Yeah. But you, you can't know how the end will be at the beginning because you are a human being. But there is somebody who knows the end at the beginning. Amen. 
So I, I want you to know that his church will be victorious. You cannot destroy the church. Amen. And I want you to have a mind rather to join what is going to work. You see, sometimes I see some politicians, you know, and I just wonder why they waste their time. In every country, there are only two parties. Do you understand? There are only two parties. And you see somebody spend a lot of time and a lot of money on another party. Independent party, whatever party. And you, you, it's almost like they don't want to accept how things are truly. That either this party will win or this party will win. And certainly not your little minority party. If you are in Ghana and you want to be a president, you have to be in either NDC or NPP. Because we know who will win. It will be one of these two. There are other parties that I tell you it is one of these two. If you are in America, it's either what? Democrats or Republicans. So if you form your new party, what I'm trying to say is that you must know who will win. And I'm trying to say that God will win. The church will win. No individual will win. The church will be victorious at the end of the day. Hallelujah. So I want you to really have a mind. When you see a church, you must have a mind. I cannot easily spoil a church. I always have that man. I cannot easily spoil a church. I should be careful as I'm attacking it. You see, like somebody gave me an advice, a Lebanese man, some years ago. He said, you know, and he was speaking with a lot of wisdom. You wouldn't have thought somebody like that would say it. He said, I think at that time we were having some crisis with the guy. He said, you cannot fight a government. No one fights a government and succeeds. Yeah, he was a Lebanese man. He said, you cannot. Then he gave us and said, even Bill Gates, when he fought with the government, he lost. Because see, a government has the whole nation and resource. Everything is for the government. So it is better to be a friend of the government. I, I would like to be a friend of any government, Ghanaian government that is there, you are my friend. Once you are there, that's all. Because you can't fight them. No one succeeds fighting them. When they came to break our walls, was it injustice? It was. It was a government that broke the walls. The government broke the walls. Ordered by the government, government machinery. No one could break those walls. Then the government set up a committee to investigate itself. Brought different people. Called for various meetings. And then the, um, you go to court and then the government calls the person who is take, going to court, the policeman, and says, my friend, what are you doing? And the person comes back. Says, I will not go again. I will not go to court again. 
And the judge is appointed by the government. So you have to know what you cannot fight. So I prefer not to fight any government. You learn it by experience. When you are young, you say, I'm taking down sewing. You are sewing with water and sewage? Electricity? Electricity has spot all your whatever. My father fought the government. They threw him into prison. The uh, PNDC or NDC government. They threw him into prison twice. He was suing them. He was suing the government, Electricity Corporation. He sued them. They went into the castle and did one or two knocks. I had a call. He is in Nima Police Station. Recently, we renovated the Nima Police Station, the prisons, for the prisoners. And when I was going around to inspect the place, I went into the room and I said, this is where my father was lying on the floor here. Yeah, this is the, he was lying on the, on the floor here. And I took a picture. I said, take a picture. This is where my father was lying. These people, Rollins and his group, they put, put him in there. <laughs> what will you do? He fought and he died. So, there are some things you should not try to fight. God will fight them. But you cannot fight. So I'm explaining, I'm, I'm giving an explanation to explain that the church is a very wild thing. Take your time when you think you are coming to spoil a church. You cannot spoil a church. And it will not be spoiled by you. Because the Lord has purpose. Who can disannul it? Amen. And he knows the end from the beginning. Number five. God will go to great lengths to ensure that his purpose comes to pass. Amen. Isaiah 46, which is the quintessential chapter on the purposes of God. It says in verse 11, Calling a bed of prey from the east. The man of my purpose from a far country. Truly I have spoken. Truly I will bring it to pass. I have planned it. Surely I will do it. God will call a bed from the east. Come. Appear. And the bed will fly. For his purpose. Wow. Isn't it not fantastic? The bed will be flying. Because God has a purpose. And he is as far as the east. He is prepared to call a bed. A bed of prey. A falcon. A falcon to fly. <laughs> Throughout my ministry, are you still here? Yeah. I have watched as different people have left me for different reasons. Not even in the, or not orangus, but just that they are not around anymore. Especially to go abroad. true. 
especially to, especially to go abroad seeking <laughs> greener financial pastures. Ten years ago, I had a secretary. As I used to say, I would never work with a woman. I had a secretary, a male secretary, writing like this. He could type like what? One day, he took off. He was gone. And I was not helpless. I could not work. I could not write. I could not do anything. That was the time I was writing the art of leadership and transform your pastoral ministry. Those were the time I was writing those books. <laughs> and here I was. And then God said, Come and land. And you joke with these people, you're joking with something that you don't understand. So I have watched over the years, one after the other. That is why if you watch me, you see that I don't humor rich people. Do you understand when we say humor? What does it mean? Joy, you understand English better, best of all. What does this mean? Um, I think you don't make any exceptions for them. Don't make them special. They're just ordinary people in the system. Yeah. If you watch, show me the rich pe- person that I'm moving around with. There's nothing like that. So you have money. What I have learned over and over and over and over and over. You see, the person going, the person was going to buy us a cordless mic. A certain woman who had a particular shop in town. She was, I mean, one of the top dealers in Accra in those days. And she said, when I go to the Far East, I'll buy a cordless mic for you. We couldn't even believe it. My God. What a blessing. Cordless mic. (laughs) One day she just stopped coming to the church. Just like that. She never bought the mic. She never explained. She never said why. She never. She just stopped coming. We went to a house. Somebody had been to a house to pray. When we started doing visitation at a point, she was one of the few people, the people that I visited. Do you remember? We laid her to falling down in their sitting room. Wealthy couple. Wealthy. Wealthy with money. Oh, we visited them. They left. They left. They left. I've watched them one after the other. One day a prominent lady who really helped us. She just left the church suddenly. God told me, it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. A bird will come from the east. A fly. Settle down there. Something you don't expect. And someone you don't expect. And the person will come and do what that person who exited was doing. I can continue to mention person after person after person. That's why I look at the people that are with me. You may think that a lot of people are in full time. Few have come to be in full time. Few, very few. I've been talking, preaching, edging. Few have come. Very, and each one, of course, will be very important to me. That's why when I see the little children, young boys, girls, whatever... When I was a minister in, in Spanish, a gentleman who was the perfect worker with me, I flow with him like this. When I preach, he preached by my side. Somebody who can virtually minister miracles by your side. I talked to him, I, I said, look, 
come and be with me and work with me. I want you to come and be in the ministry. After so many things which I can't even go into, he did not come. Then suddenly, here comes a lady. She says, you know, I just feel that I have to stay with you. I have to be, be with you in your ministry. I said, ah, I've heard this kind of this thing before. She said, I will visit you during homecoming. Six months or so many months later, I was in Accra. Suddenly here, the person arrived all the way from Mexico. Just come to see the ministry. They didn't know what they need. To come and see. And when she saw, and she said, I feel more convinced that I should there, we are here if you feel like landed. The replacement of the person. I'm explaining that each person, I can show you this person, there was this person, but the person didn't come, then this one came. This person, there was this, the person didn't come, then this person came. Each one, I can show you. Including pastors of churches. I can show you, this was the original pastor I was sending to this place, he didn't go, so I sent this person. Pastor Obi, who is in Kenya, I didn't send him to Kenya, I sent him to South Africa, he didn't go. It was later, the God of a second chance, I said, okay, come, you, you, are you interested? You can go to Kenya, so go. And he went. Over and over and over. So I'm just explaining to you that, see, God is great. Greater than you, greater than me. And your exit cannot, and God is prepared to go to great lengths to fulfill his wish and his will and his desire. He will carry and bring anybody and anything that is needed and necessary to do his will. He will. He will. He has done it again and again and again and again and again. He will do it again. I was playing golf. I was on hold four. And suddenly I said to Bishop Saki, I'm going to change that guy in Zurich. We had a pastor. He had been there since the church. Almost since the church began. He must go. I, was, I finished teeing off and I go and I just... I remember where I was walking. It was who four. And I said, I'm going to call Pastor Jimmy to come from Geneva to Zurich. The guy there does not believe that. Because you see, in Zurich, there was nobody who could be a pastor there. He does not believe that somebody can come there. He was surprised to see an elderly man who has, if you, you think that he is younger than you by his age, but actually older than all of us. He was able to take a train to come there three hours, two times a week, and rent a house in, in Zurich. You would think that there is no bed, but God, come. And you see that after this, everybody should go and buy video on Falcon and Eagle. Watch them. You see them fly. They come and do something. Yeah. You may think there is nobody who can replace you. You see your replacement walking here. You think that that place that you are, we cannot send somebody there. You should, you should watch and see. You will be surprised to see somebody that you never imagined that that person can be there. A bird from the east. Eastern Bird Association. There are plenty. Eastern Bird Association. And you know, that is why sometimes I like to mix the church like this. Pastor Patrick and Co. were in the north. You will think that nobody can be in the north apart from these two people. 
I said, brother, arrive to Kumase. Prophet Kakra was in Kumase. You would think that no one can be in Kumase. I said, to Accra. And as we go, you see, send a bed. One will land. Sometimes when they land, they start to shoot. I said, send another bed. Send another bed. (laughs) So usually when a bed lands, they start to shoot. (laughs) It's team bed association. You may think that that place that you are, nobody can be there. You are joking. There is a joke in your eyes, I tell you. There is a joke in your eyes. There is no church, there is no country, there is no town that we cannot change the pastor and have not tried to change before. We will change. Where you may be working there, you may be the King Kong of that town. We will show you that whether it is British passport or whatever passport, we have them. We have them on the reserve. We have them on the bench. They are all waiting. We have falcons and eagles. We have falcons and eagles ready to show what is ability to fly from the east. Fire! Because when you stay at a place for a long time, you begin to have the delusion that that place is for you. Recently, my secretary, who was with me ten years ago, God touched his heart. He said, you have made the mistake of your life. Come back home. He came back. I saw him for the first time two days ago. As I sat in a car with him and drove, I just looked at him like, if this guy had not gone, most of the people that I'm working with would not have come. Because, you see, yeah, you, it's mysterious. Sometimes the exit of somebody is to help some people to come. Yeah. But sometimes you, you may think that as you go, there is nothing or nobody or no one or nothing. Because, you see, when, when, you are, when, I, when I write my books, it's like I, I'm talking. You have to be, you have to be, I can't type. It's something I cannot do. So you have to be fast, as fast as I speak. You must very fast. Sometimes I can be speaking and then the, their finger become paralyzed like this. Like that. It's true. It's not about where is A, here, here, here. There's nothing like that. God will raise them up. There is no country. New Zealand is not too far. If you want to see an eagle in New Zealand, you will see one. You will see a falcon fly and say, hey, this man is what? That's why I say, I'm coming to responses you must expect. You must expect some things. There is no town that is for you. There is no church that is for you. If the Kodesh have not possessed it, as an example, to all of I don't get Galatians sisters from anybody in the church. Nobody, nobody cancel. Today uh, we are honoring our pastor. There's nothing like that. 
Yeah, so it's literal. It's not like I'm saying something like, like I'm trying to sound poetical or what. This year I've not been able to go even to you may scream even once. Evening service I've had two, two, and Sunday I think I don't know if I've preached once or twice. Beginning of the year once. That's all. I've never been. I've not been there. It's literal. It's true. It's not something I'm saying to make an example or make a. No, no, no. It's real. And, and the church has grown bigger. Bigger. I'm so happy about it even. Yeah, because I said, ah, rather I've left them, they are rather growing bigger. So maybe there is something about me that is also not letting the thing work. <laughs> I said, I see God is even doing what I've dreamt about that I couldn't accomplish. Accomplishing it without me. It's wonderful. That's why I say that the church is so powerful. And you have to learn it. Look, no particular person is so great or so important. And that's why we are trying to practice some things now. God is a purpose of God to establish His church. Amen. Are you there? Number six. How many are surprised that a bird can fly? Eastern Bird. Eastern Bird Association. <laughs> Falcon. F, F242. You see that it's landing. Falcons. Eagles. I was in Japan. Yokohama specifically. In my hotel bathroom. I was in the bathroom when the Holy Spirit spoke to me. And told me, send eagles to Geneva. Years ago, I was in the toilet. I wasn't in the toilet of the toilet. I was in the room of the bathroom. That room. And the Holy Spirit said, send eagles. That's how some of you are there. Because I called you specifically. I said, go, fly, and lie. They think nobody can come there. I use all my powers. In those days, I had certain power. I use all. No, you see, it's not always that you use all your power. That's why God doesn't. Sometimes He can heal you with paracetamol. He will not use His power to, to, to do that. Yeah. Just like you, 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 you don't you exert all efforts all the time. When there's something you can do with little effort, you do it. But I use all my efforts. I say, I ride there. One, two, three, four, five, six. All of them landed. So, careful. Number six. Jesus Christ never wavered from his purpose. Amen. Jesus always had the purpose on his heart. Amen. For this purpose, the Son of God was manifested that he might destroy the works of the devil. This was the purpose for which God sent his Son. And then the Bible says, when the day came, he departed and went into a lonely place. And the multitudes were searching for him and came to him. 
and tried to keep him from going from them. But he said to them, I must preach the kingdom of God to the other cities also. For I was sent for this purpose. Luke 4, 42 to 44. And he kept on preaching in the synagogues of Judea. He said, I must preach the kingdom of God to the other cities also. For I was sent for this purpose. I was sent for this purpose. This is the reason why I was sent here. That's why he kept preaching. He didn't change what he was doing. Amen. You see, and that's what I'm saying that, you know, when we are doing healing Jesus crusade, you must understand the purpose for which we are doing it. It's not to glorify ourselves. Let me tell you something. When you do healing Jesus crusade, there is nobody there to praise you. There is no one who even sees what you are doing. I'm telling you, it's not, we are not even on television. We are not, we're not even on television. There's nowhere that there's where we do. We are coming to show the world that we are a great, great evangelist. There's nothing like that. It's true, I'm telling you. You don't, you don't even have any idea what is happening at healing Jesus crusade, really. There is a purpose which we are fulfilling and we must keep that purpose in our hearts. Amen. Amen. We are not here to make money. We are not here to get benefits. We are here to preach. And Jesus seemed to be conscious of it. So when, when he was, when Jesus was, they were saying, a lot of people want you say, no, I was asked to do all these cities. So I have to go to these cities as well. Are you listening to me? I have to go around. That's why we send people to start branches. Because it's like, we are successful. You see, Lighthouse is already successful in so many places. We are already successful. But we were not sent to be successful. We were not sent to be successful. We have a purpose to preach, to establish churches in different places. So it's not whether are we successful or are we not successful. So successful, we were successful years ago. Years ago, we passed what certain people have been doing. Long time ago. If it's the largest church, if it is the largest uh, number of books, if it's the largest crusades, if it is miracles, if it is preaching, if it's international uh, conferences, if it is what, you name it. International, name what aspect would you use as a parameter, you name it. Long ago, it's not this year. Years ago, we it's like years ago, the records that were, have been set have been passed already. But our aim was not to be breaking records. We already have more churches than any of these churches that started along with. Long ago, not this year, not last year, years ago. Years ago, I published 5 million books years ago. It's not, I've printed 2,000, I've printed 3,000. I'm not trying to print books or sell books. I've had, I've had a house to stay for more than 20 years. I'm staying in the same house. I'm not looking for a house. I've had it years, long, 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 long ago. I a car. I've had a car for a long time. The car I'm using, I've been using for 10 years. It's okay. It's not, I'm not looking for a car. So I'm explaining to you to try to remember the reason why we are doing the things that we are doing. It's when you forget 
that you start to have other ideas start to come to your mind. But it's important to have only one thing. Jesus said, you know, I know people are clapping. People want me. People are saying this and that. I have a purpose. I have to go here, 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 here. And I'm going to do it. You can't control me, redirect me to do, go, go and do something. I won't go. I won't go there. I have a purpose. And I'm saying, all of us need to know the purpose. When last year we gave a vision, 10,000 churches. We didn't mean 1,000 churches minus a number of churches. We mean 10,000 different churches. We are aiming to have 10,000 churches. So try to remember that. Okay? Try to remember that. So that your church will not kill all the other churches. We are not trying to create a great ministry for you. So that you will be a great person. Do you understand? Do you understand? I'm not trying to make you famous. We are trying to have a lot of churches before we go out. Because after today, the countdown has come again. One more day. Cling. Cling. You know when you go around the race, they make cling. One round. Cling. Maybe if it's ten rounds, you've done two. Like that. After today, another cling has gone. When I look at the work that I have to do, I don't know how to fulfill it, how to do it, how to finish it. And the Lord said to me the other time, pray that you may finish your work. Pray. He told me to pray specifically to finish. That is when I, I even made her sing that song. Finish what you've started doing in me. I pray that we will finish, we will come back to a camp and be able to count that there's 10,000 different churches. It's possible. It's possible. When we said 1,000, it was as if we were joking. You didn't hear me? Or you didn't hear? Jesus never wavered. When there was pressure. So you must not try to make me do what I'm supposed to do. Sometimes people want to put pressure. Oh, you have to come here. You have to do this. Oh, yeah. It would be nice if you do this. It would be nice if you do It's not about if it's nice. Is it the purpose that is being accomplished? One of the reasons why I stopped having certain camps is because of the purpose of a camp. The purpose of a camp is not just to have fun. Last year, I had a camp here with full-time pastors. This year, I decided not to have a camp, but I felt that the number of things that I shared with them, I don't think they have digested it. So I won't, I won't, I won't have any camp with them. Because it's not just to have an event. My purpose is not that every year I should be in Elmina. No, 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 no. Years ago, I had a, a camp with them. I think it was called, I don't know what it's called, but that's when I introduced... Uh, the king's, uh, the, the, that's when I introduced the octopus. Kings and priests is called. It was here. I said everybody should have octopus church. The following year, just one or two people have done what I said. So I didn't have any camp with any full time. For years, 
Because my aim was not to just be having it. We are all happy. Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. Oh, glory. What a word. No. If you, if you remember the purpose of a thing, it really helps you when you are doing it. Yeah. That's why maybe I may not come and have certain camps at certain places because you realize that people are just taking us fun. When I'm preaching, they think I'm joking. So that time I preach, I realize people think that I'm joking. There's nothing joking about what I'm saying. I'm that serious. It may sound funny, but it's serious. Because serious things are funny. So that is so incredible. You can't even believe that it's happening. When I say you don't bath, woman, you don't bath. You think that it's a joke. But it's true. It's incredible, but it's real. You are sweating, but you won't bath. You are sweating and sweating by the umba. <laughs> are you there? Yeah. So the idea is not just to have great events and be clapping for ourselves. Say, yeah! What a great time! Every year we are here having. Every year we are here we are having. We are praising ourselves. No, 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 no. I'm trying to share something. I'm trying to get it. Tell myself, full timers, you have had enough. I've shared, shared. You can't get it. Keep practicing. So by the time I had the camp with them, many of them have got the octopus. And the octopus, sometimes if you go to a, one of these villages and towns, you ask yourself how some of the guys are able to stay in a town like Salaga. Or they are able to stay in a town like Damongo and live and pay rent. In a town like Bimbila, it's because of octopus. They have branches. And you see a full time. We don't, after one year, we don't give you money again. You better survive or you return. You return to Accra. That's the end of support. We don't, because we, this year we are coming, more people are going on the mission again. We can't support you for more than one year. When you can't survive, you return. And you see the most dark village. They are there and they are able to be there. It's octopus. But when I shared octopus, they didn't believe it or receive it or I don't know what. So I waited for years for them to assimilate it. They said, let's have another, they said a maturity conference. Are you there? Yeah. yeah. And last year, the things that I shared with them, if they are to follow it, they will all be millionaires. Ah, so I'm waiting. And when they get it, I will call them again. But till then, it's your turn. <laughs> Are you listening? Number seven. Some people have purpose to fight against us and we have also purpose to fight against them. That's number seven.
you know, at a point I'm going to ask us to go out to let the room cool down. And then we'll come back. You get it? Our purpose is to receive the word. Not not to be sitting here. Some people have purpose to fight us. And we have also purpose to fight them. 2 Chronicles chapter 32. Verse 1. After these things and the establishment thereof came Sennacherib, the king of Assyria, and entered into Judah and encamped against the fenced cities and thought to win them for himself. Are you with me? When Hezekiah saw that Sennacherib was come and that he was purposed to fight against Jerusalem. He was what? Purposed to fight against Jerusalem. He took counsel with his princes and his mighty men to cut off the supply of water from the springs which were outside the city. And they helped him. Hezekiah, that's what he said. We shall cut off the water supply that they are enjoying over there. So many people assembled and stopped up all the springs and the streams which flowed through the region, saying, Why should the kings of Assyria come and find abundant water here? He shouldn't get water to drink because he has decided to fight us. And he took courage and rebuilt all the wall that had been broken down and erected towers on it and built another outside wall and strengthened the millow in the city of David and made weapons and shields in great numbers and appointed military officers over the people and gathered them to him in the square of the city and spoke encouragingly to them saying, Be strong and courageous. Do not fear or be dismayed because of the king of Assyria not because of the multitude which is with him. For the one with us is greater than the one with him. With him is only an arm of flesh, but with us is the Lord our God to help us to fight our battles. And the people relied on the words of Hezekiah, the king of Judah. Hallelujah! Some people have purpose to fight us, and we have also purpose to fight them. Cut off their water supply. We shall build our walls. We shall make shields and swords in great numbers to fight and oppose all those things. Are you there? Because you see, purpose is the intention. And what I'm saying is that one of the purposes of God for us is the purpose of fighting what we must fight. And, you see, as we get, grow bigger, I mean, every, ever so often there are seasons you have people who have purposes. Recently we had one pastor, you know, he wanted to start a church and go away with our members. So he went to the registrar general and went to register long before he came to announce to us that he wants us to leave, he wants to leave, he has had a vision and we should pray for him. And we told him that due to certain experiences that we have had in the past, we have stopped praying for people 
when they are leaving. If you are leaving, we'll pray for you again. Until you have been away for some years, and we are sure that you are not harassing us. We will not pray for you again. But later on, we found out that this guy had been to the Registrar General, and he, our church member, one of our pastors, is there. Is, is he here? Yeah, he's right there, isn't it? You are the one there, isn't it? Yeah, sit down. And he came to register an NGO, saying that the NGO, it was like if it's just an NGO, but because our, one of our pastors was there, he knew that this guy coming to start a church, registered that he would see him. So he used an NGO to register, <laughs> that he's registering a church or whatever. So he had the, an elaborate plan that he had been working on for some months before even we got to know about it. That is why I am saying, as a mature person, who knows that there are some things that are determined, whether I like it or whether I don't like it, some people will purpose that this is what we are going to do. And what we are also informing you is that be it this weapon or that weapon, or this that I have as my capabilities or abilities or weapons, I will use everything and I'm training even the congregations. Do you understand? To fight such people and such things. Oh yes. You may not know what is a church. And we will not sit down for you to spoil the church. You will, you want to go, go and just go but leave the church. Go and leave the church. So I'm just saying that when we talk about purpose, I mean, how, how often do I sit down with you to talk with you? How do I know all your purposes? And your plans? And your pursuits? I can't know. We can't know what everybody is thinking as we get bigger and larger. But we know that in a large forest, there are snakes. There are serpents. That in a large congregation, not every mind is pure. We know that the devil is working to deceive and to fight. And so we are informing you that our purpose is also to fight you. We will struggle with you. We will cut off your waters. There will be no blessing in your life. The waters of blessing will stop flowing. Why should you come and get waters in our land? A certain pastor, he left the church. He wanted me to come and ordain him. I cannot ordain you. I cannot ordain you. A white man came to him and told him, Look, what you are doing is very dangerous. He said, The man who helped you and appointed you as a pastor, and you have become like this, it is not a blessing. Because that person was a member of his church. He was surprised when the man told him. He said, this thing you are doing is a danger. He said, look, I come from America. This is my pastor. I am in your church. But I tell you how we love our pastor. Every day, every Sunday, we watch on internet. We watch our pastor. So he started to advise the guy. He said, what you are doing is dangerous. I am a member of your church. I am supporting as I am in this town. But I am telling you, it is a very dangerous thing. You want me to bless you. Me, I should bless you. Shamakayabo. Rather be expecting cases to follow you. Expect cases. Don't expect blessings. Even if you don't hear me cursing, just read your Bible. 
Read it for yourself. And you will see. Oh God! How have my adversaries increased? Smite them upon their cheek, oh Lord! Shatter their teeth, oh God! Scatter them. Send confusion into their midst. Expect confusion. Why should we leave water for you to drink? There will be no waters for you. Expect dust and ground granite. You will chew stones. There shall be no blessing from you. Oh, sin, I don't know why you are standing. You, Senator, you should have stayed in your house. You've come travel. Somebody is in his house peacefully. You have come to surround the whole city. And you want to drink water and enjoy it. No. You shall cut off the water supply. Are you still there? Number eight. Some people have purpose to overthrow our church movement. They are wicked and violent men. Psalm 140 verse 4. Keep me, O Lord, from the hands of the wicked. Preserve me from the violent man who have purpose to overthrow my goings. My goings. They have purpose to overthrow my goings. My goings. Everybody say my goings. My goings is my movement. The church is a movement. It's a movement of lighthouse churches. And there are some people that are determined and purpose to overthrow the goings, the movement of the church. We were going forward. We were establishing churches here, 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 here. And they are purpose to overthrow it. Hey. Expect it. Expect it. We will take you on fully. Are you there? You are going home. Are you sure you are still around? What's the time? Oh, only ten. Four hours more. <laughs> all right, all right, all right, all right. Are you there? Yeah. You want to overthrow them? The thing is moving. Now there's a church here. There's a church here. There's another. You want to overthrow our goings? When we were going forward, you want to overthrow it? You want to decapitate it? Sure. You people must start to think eternally. When you come to a place like this, look at a beautiful hotel like this. You must think eternally. The man who has built will one day die and leave it. You build and build and build and you just fall in the ground. And it's for who? It's for nothing. It's for nothing. It's for nobody. It's marvelous. This is how it's everything, everything you are doing has this end. So that's why the chess thing we are doing we have to have this mind. We'll do, 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 we'll all fall in the ground. 
So why don't we do something that is not depending on us? And not just work and tell, glory to God, I came, I helped a church. The church works. It has been working and it works even without me. If that is not your purpose, then your purpose is different from mine. And that is where we are going to have a lot of problems. Why do you think Pastor Niajetu is in Nigeria? By the time he finishes in Nigeria, we want to see hundreds of churches. It's an aim. Do you understand? We have an aim. Don't try to overthrow it. Directly or indirectly. One day, a certain pastor sent me a text. And he asked me in the text, he said that he wanted to have a good relationship with me. So I said to him, good relationship is based on understanding. If you understand what I'm doing, and understand what has happened, we can have a good relationship. Even if you are, you are not in the church. Then, he went on and said a couple of other things. Then I sent him a message. And I said, let me just tell you. If you, directly or indirectly, destroy the church, I promise you, I will fight you with everything that I have available. Amen. And then, he immediately said, Hey! God will fight for me. I said, look at you. You don't understand what you are saying. You don't understand. It's your understanding that is deficient. You are building your church. Even the church you are building... I have nothing bad to say about it. I give God the glory. I'm building a church. Don't spoil my church. Don't spoil the church. That is all. But if you spoil the church, you should expect me to relate with you. Directly or indirectly, you should expect me to relate with you as I would relate with a thief. Are you there? Yes. Or you don't think so? <laughs> Number 10. Number 9? Yes. Okay, it's number 9. The purpose that God has will be broken off when your days on earth are past. When your days are past. When your days are past. Amen. When your days are finished. Job 17. Job. Chapter 17. Verse 11. It says, My days are past. And my purposes are broken off. 
Even the thoughts of my heart are finished. My days are past and my purposes are broken up. When your days are past, your purposes are over. When I die, what I'm trying to do will be over. It's true. I I can only do what I'm trying to do now. What do you think? Is it not amazing? So that's why I'm trying to work so hard. Do you get it? I'm trying with all my heart. You may not see me where you are, but if you look at the website, you'll see that I'm all over the place. It's true. Yeah. I'm trying. Because when my days are past, my purposes will be broken up. Everything I was trying to do, that is, that is it. You know, my father was trying to write a book. He wrote a book called The Art of Cross-Examination. Then he wrote another book called something. But he never published it. He published it or didn't publish it. Something. I don't know whether it's a second or a third book. Just like he was a third book. There was a third book that he was going to publish. He wrote, I saw him writing it all the time. When he died, that third book was never published. And I, I decided to publish it, but even now I, do, I, I don't know where to get the thing. Because I realized that it was his purpose, but when, when you die, your purposes are broken off. What you are trying to do, you are trying to do, you are trying to do, you are trying to finish. <laughs> finish. You are trying to do this, you are trying to do this. It, it's no more. It's over. You can't do anything anymore. And everything is going to be frozen as it is. It just stays like that. Huh? Ivy, you you didn't think about that, you see. When your days are past, your purposes are broken off. It's over. Finish. No more. You can't. It's not going to happen anymore. Forget it. Don't think about it. If you ask something to do, you do it now. Before you are superannuated. Don't laugh. When I say that word superannuation, everybody must be serious. There must be no laughter in this church. When I say that word superannuation, there should be. I don't want to see your teeth. I beg you. I don't want to see your teeth. You are, you are joking with something serious. Huh? Yeah. They are spoiling something. Age. There are some people, when they are older, they look younger and they, they don't seem to have aged much. Example is Pastor Jimmy. You wouldn't know his age, but when you see him, his age is always a surprise when he mentions it. Because he, 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 has, he has not shown the, those signs of aging. There are people that are 20 years younger than him who are showing more signs of aging. It's true. It's a fact. We call it premature aging. Precocious. 
You people, you are joking with a serious thing. You are all laughing, so I don't know who exactly to to take up. <laughs> the one who does what? Who laughs most? Yeah. So everybody is aging and they're different. But I tell you, it's when you die. Once you are alive, you can always contribute. Once you are alive, you can contribute. So even those who are being superannuated, they have about how many options? 16. Do you go through? Uh, you can be a geo, you can be this, you can... Anything that you used to do, you can still do. Now it's you who will decide. But we will not impose it on you. Or expect it. Depending on the person. How, how better can it, uh, can it be? Huh? Is it not fair? Huh. Because even when you are 70... There is so much you can do. But as soon as you die, your purposes are broken off. But till you die, there is still something you can do. It's true. There is still something you can do. Bonke is 71 years old. When I went to Nigeria, I was in a town, Ijero. He was having a crusade in another town. Although he was not able to come himself, but his whole system was there having crusade. 71. 71 years old. When I met him, was it last year or so, he was telling me, for every crusade, he has like that, five days, all the time, they are having the crusades in Nigeria. Yeah. 71. 71. So, you see, it depends on the person. Even when you see him, you, you, have, you have to tell you that he's 70 years old. My mother-in-law, she has to tell you that she's 70 years old before you, you even know that she's 70, in her 70s. You wouldn't even know when you see that. Going here, going here, going here, going here, going here, going here. But some you see them 40. Even you stop having sex. It's true. Sex, you have What does Job chapter 17 verse 11 say? My days are past. My purposes are broken off. My days are past. My purposes are broken off. Are you still there? Number... 10. If things are going to work out, come and sing that song for me. Life. My days are past, my purposes are broken.
can you imagine it? You, I don't know where you can imagine. Can you imagine me lying in a coffin? No, I'm asking you to imagine something. Quiet. I'm not speaking. That's the day when the purpose and quiet is finished. That's, I'm quiet. I'm not speaking again. Nothing. I will not raise money. I will not say anything about anything again. All my contribution is finished. It's a very wild day. And that is the day we are working for. So that on that day, we will not be broken hearted. And look back and wish, Oh God, I should have done it this way. I should have done it that way. I should have gone about it this way. I should have gone a little faster. That day is coming for me and it's coming for you too. And I tell you, until and unless you keep your mind thinking in that way, you never do well. I read it in a samurai warrior's manual. You know, the samurai fighters, warriors, they have a code. And one of the, the first codes have death. Always think about death. When you think about death, you are a better warrior and you are a better human being. That one even keeps you alive because your mind is on death. Yeah.
Amen. 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 All right. All right. All right. Number 10. I have just one more point and then we are done with this segment. If things are going to work out, we must do everything according to God's purpose. If things are going to work out, we must do everything according to God's purpose. If things are going to work out, we must do everything according to... If we are all holding a wardrobe, and the wardrobe is for me, and I've decided to move it downstairs to the basement, you better adjust your thinking according to my purpose for that wardrobe. Because it's not your wardrobe. You are a visitor. You have to know what I'm trying to do. So God, we are visitors on this earth. God is the owner of everything. What is he trying to do? He said, I've called you that you may bear fruit and that your fruit may abide. We want something that will stay after us. How long are you around for? Think about it. How long will everybody here be here? Can't you see that? I mean, you don't even know. You can't even tell. You are just like an antelope in the forest. You do not know which day a lion, a leopard, a tiger, or one of the things that takes away the life will come for you. You don't know. You don't know. What's the difference between you and one of the leper, uh, antelopes in the forest? Which one will go tonight? You don't know. And because you don't know, you have to have this mind for eternity. It's for eternity. It's for eternity. And all the work we are doing, we have to have the mind. It's for eternity. But you see, there are people whose minds are not that just it must be for eternity. Even when you orangulize the church and you break off the church and you have that, you ask yourself that. So when you die or if you die, what's going to happen to that church? Why do you think we set up shuffling conference? Why do you think we have other bishops? Why do you think we have all these things that we are doing? We want to bear fruit that will remain. Please. Read, if you read Romans 8.20, which you all know, we know that all things work together for good to them that love God and to them that are the called according to His purpose. If it is according to his purpose, it will work out for good. If it is according to his purpose, it's going to work out. So we know that all things work together for good to people who love God and to those who are called all of this according to his purpose. So if this whole thing we are doing is according to his purpose, it will work out for good. It will work out. It will be a blessing. It will work out. God will work it out. According to his purpose. Are you listening to me? And the last point.
your salvation and your calling to the ministry, amen, is all according to His purpose. Amen. Your salvation, your calling, it's not according to your plan. He says, who has called us according to his purpose? Romans 8.28 It's not my plan. It's not the church. It's not for me. The church is not for me. I am one of the few people in this room who has written a will. How many have written your will? Your will is in court. Raise your hand. You've written a will. One, two, three, four. Few people, including myself. And in my will, there is no mention of the church. I have not included in the church in my will that I am giving my, my church to somebody because it is not for me. It does not belong to me. I know it now that I am here. I can see that it does not belong to me. Oh, you can't see that. It is bigger than anybody. But in Africa, even the country belongs to the chief. The country belongs to the head of state. The whole country belongs to the... He uses it as he wishes. And does whatever he wants to. Our church is not operating by such hammock and Black African patterns. That pattern is not here. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. Oh, you don't understand what I'm saying. There is a purpose. And your calling, my calling, is according to His purpose. What he has intended. And his purpose must happen. Do you, do you get it? Yes. His purpose is going to happen for Lighthouse Chapel International. Yes. Amen. Yes. It's not what I think. It's not what I want. It's not what I... You know, one of the things that I really believe God is doing is that there are churches and we are also there. You see, like how you come, you've met Methodists, you've met Anglican. You've met the Catholic Church. It's not for anybody. No one can say that I'm the owner of Methodist Church. I mean, have you said someone say I'm the owner of Methodist I'm the king of Methodist Church in Ghana? There's nothing like that. It's a church. Everybody comes to meet the church and you leave the church. You die and you go. Whatever. You contribute and that's it. That is what we want to have. We want that. So we are trying hard to do something like that. We are trying that as a purpose. And we want to have more because we believe that the great commission is to go into the world, preach, teach the word in all nations, all communities. So we believe that the more churches means we are fulfilling more of the great commission. And we believe that there must be more churches everywhere. Reverend Adeboye. Have you heard of Adeboe, yeah. the overseer of Redeem? Yeah. The other day I heard him, he was talking. He said, you know, one day he ordained 12 pastors. And he was so 
grateful to God that he had ordained 12 pastors. Then he said recently, in one service, he ordained 8,000 pastors. <laughs> 8,000 pastors. He ordained 8,000 pastors in one day. Not that somebody told me. I had him with my I just, I just saw him and he was saying this. Even this you see, you may not know that even 1,000 churches is nothing. That there is a far higher and greater thing. That 12 pastors that you are ordaining, you don't know that there is a much bigger dimension of ministry that is waiting if you continue faithfully. And even as we have 1,000 churches today, in America alone, we can have 1,000 churches in just America. If we will be faithful. But as soon as we start, this person says, this church is for me. I have, I'm timing there. I've got 68 members. I'm looking at their tight of 68 people times whatever. So when I look at it, I'll stop, better stop my job that I'm working at. Uh, what are the supermarkets in America? Walmart and other jobs I'm doing. And I better take over these 68 members. That is the end of the, you see, that is the end of trying to accomplish something. Because everybody says, this one is for me. So this one is for me. So I'm taking possession of this one is for me. That is why we are here at this camp. To give you some warnings of the purposes of God. And that you should be careful. We will cut off the waters and the springs of water. You will never drink of that water and enjoy it, I tell you. The Lord has stretched out his hand. Who, who, who will turn the hand? My daughter, she likes to play this game. This one. Stand up, I'll show you the people. This. Yeah, no, no. Turn around so the people can see. Uh-huh. You see, this, this game where we... She likes to play this game with me. Who is stronger? My, my small little one like that. With me! She'll be holding on. Daddy, I'll push it. Then I allow her. And I just, I just put it back on her. I said, I have stretched out my hand. You are you small girl. You are going to disallow my hand. No, 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 no. It cannot be possible. So, I, sometimes I tell her we are playing up to ten. And I allow her to win up to nine. Then I will catch up. Nine, one. Nine, two. Nine, three. Nine, four. Nine, five. Nine. The Lord has stretched out his hand. Who shall turn the hand back? Hey! Until it is 9-9. And I will choose whether to allow her to win. Yeah. The Lord has stretched out his hand. Are you the one going to say to come back? You are joking. And that's what we are saying at this camp meeting. That God has a plan. And God takes his purpose very seriously. And we should all try to respect what is... Like I was telling you, you can't fight governments. You can't fight the seasons. You can't fight things that are bigger than you. Far bigger than you. Life is bigger than me or you. You will die, I will die. You, you, you don't like it, but it will happen. The season will wear out your face before your very eyes. 
It's only that maybe you have not been filmed since you were young because you were not famous. But if you were ever a famous person from a young age and you ever grow old, that's when you see. A good example is Billy Graham. I can show you his videos from the time he was a young man. All the way till now, you see how it just changes like this. Because he, he's, he's changed over the years. You can't, you can't fight it. You, we can't fight our exit. It's coming, it's happening to happen. You can't fight the church. It's bigger than me, it's bigger than you. So rather, let's join it. And let's be part of the thing that is winning. Well, it will win in the end. Yeah. And let us remember that our calling according to His purpose. He has a purpose. That is why He will call from the East. And a falcon will rise. See, the falcon is landing to take his position at a place you didn't like. At a place you were complaining about. And you send the falcon flying. Eagles will fly and arrive at the job you didn't like. Watch out for people who complain about the work they are doing. One day I was with somebody, a person was saying something about, I, I asked, you don't like the work? I said, that you have to be careful. So you don't like it? As soon as you say, I don't like in your house, even in the house. When you are in the house, you say, not that you are talking to someone, even you are saying in the house, you should be careful of that. Because Elijah said he was alone. He said, I'm the only one. You are the only one? I didn't know you are the only one. You are tired, eh? You have been suffering too much for my sake, you see. You are tired. There are more people ready. So my friend, God takes his purposes very serious. Let us go through the points quickly. Number one is what? Okay. Number two. Number three. Who can? That's why I told you about that woman who was divorcing her husband. And she thought that when I leave him, his money will be finished. The church will be finished. And the members will be finished. After that, the pastor had a program the following year. Over 30,000 people came to church. Yeah. As her poverty mounted, the pastor now went behind the scenes to send money to her to look after her out of pity. All these are true stories. There is no fiction. True stories. So when you are fighting something, look at it well. Number four. Wow. He declared the end when? At the beginning. 
Number five. Amen. What will he do? He will call Eastern Bed Association. How many are going to be members of that association? Thanks. Eastern Bed Association, EBA. Where you think nobody can come there, you will see one there and you will be surprised. Is it ticket we cannot buy? We can buy. Is it passport we don't have? Many of us are multiple passport holders. It's true. But it's a global village. <laughs> Nowhere is that. When you come to Kotoka International Airport, you will see there are two like Ghanaian citizens ECOWAS and foreigners, other nationals. You see a lot of lighthouse passes at the other nationals. <laughs> Some of them are speaking tree, but they are following the other nationals. <laughs> other nationals. <laughs> at Kotoka Airport. <laughs> Coming for homecoming through the other nationals. Next one. Never wavered from his purpose. Amen. He always had a purpose on his heart. Number number seven. Senna Cherub, you have left your house, Senna, and you have come to our house. Should you get water here? You cannot get water here at all. Chobwe! 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 to surround us. We are staying in our church, in our house. We come to surround us with an aim. We have an aim, a purpose. No. And you see, all these plans and purposes to destroy a church which does not belong to anybody in particular but of whom we have been given responsibility for which we shall give account in the day of judgment. God will say, stand up. Lighthouse here, 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 here. Answer. Just like we are doing a sharp answer. Should we sit down for it to be collapsed? 
under our management. No. No. And those of you new bishops, shuffling, under your care and management, the church shouldn't collapse. Otherwise, you are useless failures. But what has been given to you, you are failed to make it succeed and make it go forward. Yeah. So all of you must also help them. You must support them. Because one, one day it may be your, your turn. You'll be sitting in that chair. Never know. And you must do what you have to do. So that the things will work out. God will bless you. The church is his bride. Oh. The church is his bride. Did you hear me? Say so the church is his bride. You have to be careful with somebody's bride. You have to be very careful with somebody's bride. Because it can turn against you. One day, Rick Joyner was walking around Buckingham Palace. He was, he, he was staying in the hotel near. And as he was walking in the garden there, somewhere near, he heard a voice and the Lord said, You are about to meet, meet my queen. And he thought he was about to meet uh, the Queen of England because he thought maybe she was taking a walk there. And she doesn't walk there. Then, so he started to think because as Americans are more casual and less formal than, Ameri- uh, than the British, very formal. So he was going, so when I say, am I supposed to say, Your Excellency, Your Majesty, what, what should I say? And then the Lord said, I'm not talking about that. I said, My church. You are about to be, meet my Queen, my church. He was so surprised. The church is a very special thing to God. Amen. Amen. What is the next point? Some people are supposed to do what? Ah. Overthrow our goings. Throw them, Lord, into a, into a deep pit from whence they cannot arise. The next one. Your, the purpose of God will what? When your days are past. It's over. If you have something to do, get on it. Just do it now. Amen. Are you there? The next one is what? According to God's purpose. And number 12. All according to his purpose. It's not my purpose. You understand? So can you understand when somebody is interviewing me and says, What is your vision? I don't have a vision. Yeah, it's difficult to have a vision. Somebody's thing that he's doing, you are following. Every time I'm praying to say, What what do you want me to do, Lord? How can I have a vision? Yeah? You're just doing what somebody wants you to do. That's why sometimes it's easier for some ladies to work for a man. Because they don't have a vision. They just want to help him to do what he's doing. The man also has his vision. He has a vision and then one day I appointed Big Daddy to assist me at the cathedral. 
to help me with what I was doing. Before I realized he had organized another meeting here, he was meeting some other groups. Ah, you are supposed to be helping me. You are also doing your own thing here. So I realized that it was not his calling to help me. So I said, go, go and have your own church somewhere. <laughs> are you understanding what I'm saying? Yeah. You can't have your own ideas when you are helping somebody with his vision. You must just, what are you trying to do today? You are trying to meet people. How can I get the people? Not that you want to have another group. So he came to ask me, he said, I, I called and said, can you come? I said, oh, he had this group that were coming for some counseling. But he can let them go. I said, oh, as a Christian, you have organized the people. How can I ask you to let them go? Are you there? Are you still around? So what is he trying to do? What is his purpose? Let us fulfill it. And let us accomplish. Stand to your feet. Alright. Lift your hand and ask the Lord to fill you with the Holy Spirit and guide you. Shandala Baba Kabashi.